Hey guys, welcome to You The Boss Podcast, episode 21. I'm your host, Pam. This week, we're going to be talking with Cindy from Sublime Financial Freedom. Cindy has a full-time career in finance, and on the side, she is a money mindset and manifestation coach. She supports women who are struggling with money and helps them attract, you know, life-changing cash and things like that. I had a really good time speaking with Cindy and just bringing forward a lot of what we talk about here at You The Boss, you know, with mindset and manifesting and also putting in the work. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode and just start to put into practice some of those things. Definitely check out the show notes as I've put her Instagram handle on there, Sublime Financial Freedom. And make sure you give her a follow and make sure you give her some feedback as well as you the boss pod on Instagram. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Got it. Hi, Sandy. Welcome to you the boss podcast. Hi, Pam. So happy to be here. Thanks for yes, having me. We're so happy to have you here. Um, so I have the let's dive right in style. You know, we know your name is Cindy. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, sure. Well, my name is Cindy, for those who don't know me, and um, I'm the owner of Sublime Financial Freedom. That's where I help women who are struggling with their finances attract life-changing cash, attract that financial freedom. Whatever financial freedom means for them, I help them attract it. And we do that by a couple of ways, um, removing limiting beliefs about money, just money blocks. Mostly those come in a mental format, so I help Mm -hmm. them remove discover and eliminate those limiting beliefs about money. I also teach money manifestation and how we're all meant to manifest differently and trying to get behind the misconceptions of money manifestation and what manifestation really is. And we also do a lot of embodiment work where we take aligned action. And I love Mm -hmm. the word aligned because it's, you know, all action is not created equal. Right. So we definitely do a lot of embodiment work, becoming the identity of the person that you want to become. So that's what I do in um, my business, Sublime Financial Freedom. I coach women. Uh, A little bit of history about myself. I'm an immigrant from the Dominican Republic and... I'm a first- yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> by Sana for real. But um, I'm a first generation American. Also, I I moved to from when I went to when I came from the Dominican Republic. I moved to a very low income, high crime part of northern New Jersey. And you know, growing up, my family and I, we were you know we were on welfare. We were surrounded just by scarcity victim mentality everywhere you look and it all centered around money so I wanted to learn everything that I could about money because there were so many misconceptions about it I you know growing up in this this low-income city we you know no there was no financial literacy like what was money Mm -hmm. really and I'm pretty sure you're you're very familiar with that so I dedicated my life to learning everything I could about money and went to college, my first generation college student too. I, That's awesome. I paid off. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, it was a lot of pressure. 
you know, there was a lot of pressure to, um, to get that done, but, but I did it. I was, I was able to pay off my dad, you know, once I graduated college. And at that point I thought I'd made it, you know, since I had a great job after college and whatnot, but the problem, even then the problem was that I was still struggling with money. You know, I was still living paycheck to paycheck. Even after I got that well-paying job, I was still, I had a spending addiction. I had this like fear. I had generalized anxiety disorder and I was addicted to my anxiety pills. And it all stemmed around money and the pressure to, to not just get it, but keep it. And you know, in that kind of energy, money doesn't stick around. Right. It doesn't stick around long. Right. Wow. So I knew some of this um, because we did used to work together. That's kind of how we met. Um, Not kind of. That is how we met. But some of some of that I didn't know. Like, I remember when we worked together, I think you were in college for finance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then. That's Benji. (laughs) Benji's coming in for another episode, guys. Um, But yes, I remember you were in school for finance. So in that sense, it was kind of like you were you had opened the door to I'm going to say working with money, but it it, it isn't necessarily with money, I guess. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, But tell me more about. How did you kind of get into into what you do, like you got into the you kind of explain like where you came from, you know, I think first generation, anyone listening to this can really like fully understand that that some of that limiting money mindset. But other than outside of that, like, why did you start doing what like what was the moment is kind of what I'm I'm, I'm asking, like, what was the moment that you realized that you were like, yeah, I don't traditionally want to work in finance per se, or Mm -hmm. how did you get kind of towards where you are now? So it was, I was a hot mess (laughs) around that time. Welcome to the express. (laughs) Yes, the hot mess express girl, you know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) But it was, you know, it just moving on from, you know, graduating college, it was, I want to say it was 2012, I graduated college, I moved to another state. So I moved to Pennsylvania on my own, like right I remember after that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I left um, where we were working together. So I also in that same process, I don't know if you, know, you might have known this, but I was also going through a divorce. So I don't I think had, I knew that. Yeah. So I just got out of a divorce that was finalized. And I decided to move to Pennsylvania on my own just for this, you know, this nice job. I I was very fortunate in getting um, this job in investing. Mm. So and that was in Pennsylvania. So, of course, I took it and I thought, okay, I'm going to start my life over again. But I was still I still had the anxiety disorder. I still, you know, was living paycheck to paycheck, even with a great new job that paid me so well. I didn't have a dime saved even wow. though my job was in investing, right? So I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. Um, but, and I had all this knowledge. I, I knew everything. I knew all the strategies about finances. I knew how to invest. I knew the terminology. So you think that, you know, I'd be set financially. I've had this financial freedom, but 
that wasn't the case. I was still falling back on, you know, the scarcity mindset and why and what was me and the big mentality. So I wasn't getting any better my health wise, you know, I was still struggling with anxiety and other things started popping up. And I started adding mindset and spirituality into my life. So it was during that time, I did a lot of inner work, I, I learned about manifestation. And I thought, hey, you know, maybe this can benefit my money journey too. And, you know, it was just that one time where I was, I was alone in my, you know, bedroom all by myself in like my own apartment in Pennsylvania that I thought, okay, something, something needs to change. Something needs to change. It's not the strategies. I have all that. Why am I not doing the thing? So after I started doing these like practices and techniques and meditations and manifestations and changing my mindset and realizing why I think the way I think about money, I began to see these huge shifts in my life, like almost immediately, like my anxiety was gone. My, um, I was able to get off my anti-anxiety meds, which I was like, wow, I started saving 60% of my income and not in a way that was depriving or anything. Not like no, crazy like frugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not at all. Like my mind, like I started thinking differently of what was important for me. Instead of spending recklessly, I started being more mindful, like, okay, this item here, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to set an intention because this brings me joy. I'm like holding a crystal up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like this brings me so much joy. And this is why I'm buying the product. And after I saw the shift, I manifested a, a husband <laughs> eventually. Like, Amazing. I started seeing that this stuff works. So now I'm just teaching other women how to change their mindset and, and focus on, you know, removing those limiting beliefs and just attracting that money because I've been through it and I know it works. That First of all, that's amazing because I always like on the husband kick. Um, a lot of I've had people around me say like, you're so lucky, like not everyone is as lucky as you. And I'm like, wait a second. I literally got out of a bad relationship and wrote on a piece of paper the qualities that I wanted of my husband. And then I carried it in my wallet. And I literally was like, the next man I date is my husband. I don't want to hear it. And I literally like, I remember me and me and my husband had met and, you know, we were like in the talking phase and all that kind of stuff. And we were like seven or eight months down the line. And I was like, the next man I date is my husband. So if this ain't him, it ain't him. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and obviously that's different from different from the way that you manifested your husband. Um, but they, I think they're same. They're in the same kind of um, fields of that. But also. I really like what you said, where you said you changed your mindset um, here on, on you, the boss. That's a big thing where it's like, however, whatever it is that you're struggling with, like show up with the mentality that you have to change your mindset. Because like if let's say, for example, you have a pile of garbage in your living room. Right. And you have a small house. So like the whole house stinks because of this pile of garbage. And let's say you get a seven room mansion, you, I don't know, you get this bigger house mm. and then you bring that pile of garbage with you. That's your mindset. So you still kind of bring the, the garbage. And, and I think that's so important. So how do you help women um, 
like do you are you connected to a network is it something that you you just connect with people people reach out to you like I know you have you have a following on on Instagram even though like I say following, but to some people that means like tens of thousands of followers. <laughs> um, but you know, you're not you're not someone who just showed up on Instagram. So how do you connect with women to kind of help them in in wherever they are mm-hmm. in this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I well, my biggest thing is just to serve the community, but that's my number one thing. So I do my best. I'm mostly on Instagram. So you're right. So that's where I share most of my my information. That's why I get most of my breakthroughs and downloads. And I just channel it straight to whoever is listening. So that's my number one thing. I give freebies once in a while. Um, but to help women, I also do one on one coaching. I just opened up my six week yeah, money mindset <laughs> um, one on one coaching. So I work with women that way. And women just reach out to me if they feel called to work with me, if they resonate with you know, my message and what I'm saying and how I'm teaching something. Um, they just reach out to me and uh, fill out the application because my coaching program is by application only. Um, I only take about three people at a time, three women at a time. So, you know, we, we can work each other with each other that way. Um, and yeah, that's really how I, if you want some additional specific one-on-one work, I'm more than happy to, to support whoever um comes in if you call to of course yeah so i'll definitely um i'll definitely get information from you for that because i do want to link that in in the show notes um i think it's so important and i don't like it's i don't like it to be a gender thing all the time but like we are women right so my experience in anything is coming as a woman and then the experience right Mm -hmm. so i think it's so great that Yes, you you've made the the choice to work in the community, but also to say it doesn't matter um, where you are in your space. But as a woman, like you feel called to do that. Um, So I'll definitely be putting that in the show notes. What has been your your experience in this like? I'm assuming you do this full time. This is what you do um, well, unless yes. you work. I do. I still have um, a finance, uh, a career in finance, which I love what I do. I absolutely still doing, I'm still working through my finance career and I absolutely love what I do. Um, but I which also is hard in finance. It is. Yeah. But the thing is <clears throat> with, if we're heavy in finance, you know, this is a very male dominated career where, mm-hmm. you know, mindset, you really don't hear a lot of stuff about mindset. So what I do with my money manifestation and money mindset coaching, that sort of balances out all the heavy finance things that I do throughout the day. And I also have the coaching on the side where I help women filling the gaps because uh, to be honest with you, getting the strategies is easy. Everyone will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Everyone will tell you what yeah. to do. But the mindset, you know, you don't hear a lot about that. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think it's so I think that's so important. Again, I know that I said this already, but mindset is really everything like you. You know, like, yeah, you can give me the instructions, right? Like you, anyone can build a cabinet. If you give me the instructions, you give me the screws, like all I really need is a hammer and a screwdriver, right? Like it's really not. Um, but you could still use the wrong screws. You could still 
you know, be screwing, like unscrewing it while you're trying to screw it in. So like you can still run into those issues. So the mindset is definitely something very visible. And I honestly, I really appreciate you saying like, yeah, I still work during the day in finance because another thing that I feel has been a a, a big impact on social media, especially in the pandemic is feeling like, oh, well, like she's killing it. And like, she doesn't get it because she's not working full time. And it's like, yeah, no, actually I am. I, I am working full time and I am putting this part of myself out there. So how do you how do you balance that? Like, I'm sure your career is demanding. You you have a husband. I know you have a life like it's not like you you're a robot. So how do you balance that? Like, how do you stay grounded or like what helps you kind of stay in that and in, in a happy mode with what you do? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's an excellent question. Um, and I do a lot. I I'm a super planner <laughs> through and I through. I love it. Like, super, I have I think I have a borderline obsession with journals and pens. Like that's my thing. So I'm always with a journal. I'm always with a planner. I'm always writing something because my I there's a lot of things that go through my head. I don't know if you're into astrology, but I'm like a triple air sign. So I am all over the place. I don't know what it means to be an air sign, but I know that that does like, if you're a triple anything, it usually means like you're very like concentrated in that area. Right. So, you know, the air is just like flowing all over the place. So I need to get everything that's in my head on paper. Somehow I need to get it out of my head and physically see it on paper. So I do a lot of lists every day. I have my planner. I, I check off everything I have. I don't, I don't like to have a to-do list because it feels like it feels so restricting for me. I like to call it a manifestation list, things that okay. are happening, things I'm going to be completing that day. So I also stay organized with my phone calendar. I, if it's not on my phone calendar, it's just, it's not going to happen. It's there's just, it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, there's a lot of things I do to stay grounded. I have, you know, a very, um, very flexible, very fluid spiritual practice. I like incorporating crystals into my um, into my day. Like if I'm feeling a little bit stressed out, I have like a certain crystal that kind of like a worry stone where I could like, okay, you know, I'm feeling a little stressed out because it happens, you know, yeah. it happens to the best of us. And no matter how, even if you have this, this, this anxiety that comes up or this fear that you thought you took care of it already, it's always going to come back. But the thing is, when it comes back, you'll know how to deal with it. Right. Right. Um, so I do, I have to say the planner, like I'm a, I am so about my planner that I start thinking about my planner for next year at the beginning of like, at the beginning of December, where I'm like, what am I carrying with me through the year? Cause I, I used to be okay with buying a planner in June. Like, you know how they put out a school planner. So the planner goes yeah. from like September to August kind of thing. Yeah. I used to be okay with that. Um, I'm not okay with that anymore. <laughs> I need a <laughs> January to December calendar. Mm. So at the beginning of December, I start like, you know, they put sales out there. So I start like looking like what's on sale. Like, what do I, what do I feel for next year? What do I like for next year? Mm. Um, I, I usually stray to the same kind of calendar. But the point is my physical calendar and my digital calendar on my phone, they're usually like 
neck and neck. If it's not in one of them, there's there's a possibility that I might forget it. Like if it's not in both, because like when I physically see it, I'm like, okay. but sometimes, you know, let's just be honest. Technology is a big monster, but it does help being like, hey, reminder, you have this going on next week, just so you know, because, you know, you start making plans for things. And if you forget, it helps you kind of do that. So love that. Totally relatable. Um, I do want to bring up as far as like how you felt um, after, you know, you said you had anxiety or you have anxiety. I I don't want to miss say that. Um, but you've, you've grabbed it. Like you, you have anxiety or had anxiety. Anxiety didn't have you. And how do you, how does that come up as far as in your career or whenever you sit down with women? Cause I'm sure anxiety, unfortunately is also like a trendy word right now. So people are like, oh my gosh, it's giving me anxiety. Um, which is a lot of it is self-diagnosed. I feel, um, so how ha- how has that come up in your conversations with women? It can go in absolutely any direction. And everyone has anxiety to some yeah. degree. Yep. And the most important thing, and this is how I got over my generalized anxiety disorder at its worst, was figuring out and asking myself these very deep soul-searching questions like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Where did this come from? Is it because of a something that I believe in, some expectations that I'm not living up to? Where did this belief, where did this pressure come from? Is it something that I thought that I would believe all my life? Is it something that came from somebody else? Because, you know, when you know, you grow up when you're very young, you start adopting the mindsets and um, the habits. It starts off with the mindset, which leads to the habits of the people around you. You know, Mm -hmm. from the ages of zero to seven, you're pretty much a a walking sponge. You just accept what they are. Exactly. So if if mom has anxiety about something, let's say she has anxiety about money, you're going to start adopting that too, because you look up to your parents and you know that in order for you to belong and in order for you to stay alive, you have to adopt what they're doing because there must be in your mind as a child, they must be doing it right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, looking into going way back into your timeline, figuring out, okay, what is it? What is causing my anxiety? Because anxiety, it could be about anything. You know, women come to me and they're like, yeah, I have anxiety about money. And I tell them, okay, are you, are you sure it's about money? Because most of the time, to be honest with you, Pam, it, it can disguise itself as an issue with money, for example, but it could be something else. It could be self-worth issue. Mm. It could be, it could be, it could be absolutely anything. So the main thing that I, I like to talk about is discover what is the belief that's causing the anxiety? Where did it come from? And do you still want to believe in that? Because you have the choice to not believe in that anymore. That, that is so powerful for you to say you have the choice, you know, obviously it's, it's not invalidating, you know, any chemical imbalances and things like that. Like that's not, um, definitely the, Mm -hmm. the effect on that, but it is important to say like, at some point though, it, it is a choice, 
Like if you're at least at a point of being of sound mind, you you do have a choice. You do choose, you know, to either continue the beliefs that you were brought up with and, you know, just spend the rest of your life saying my dad taught me and my mom taught me and then saying, you know, saying like they did their best. And then I kind of took control. And, and I think that's so important to really say, because especially when it comes to money, you know, like I can tell you my experience of saying like we had a similar upbringing. You know, I my household by the time I was born was a one income household because my mom stayed at home to take care of me. My parents made the decision that they didn't want to send me to a babysitter. They had four boys before me and they said, you know, we're not going to do that to her. One of us has to stay home. So we were a one income household. We didn't have a lot of help from anything. So there were things, you know, there was the saying for Dominicans, like, well, I'm not going to drink this weekend. My father wasn't a heavy drinker, but he'd be like, I'm not going to drink this weekend to make sure we can buy her some new sneakers like that kind of mentality. And so growing up in that space, you know, my parents did their best with what they had, you know, so it's not me saying like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to hold them accountable and whatever, like. Yes, but also at the same time, like at some point it's on me at some point, it is my decision to say, okay, I didn't know this before I made it this far without that. But now I need to, you know, get that information and and help myself because life is so short. It's so short to be dependent on those different crutches of like, well, that's what I learned about money or that's my anxiety with money. And it's like, do you have anxiety or does anxiety have you? That's kind of the, you have to make that choice, you know? And I do have to ask because this is such a, I'm not going to say heavy because it sounds like a bad word, but it is a very charged topic. So what, what keeps you like going in this, in, in this, in this mindset specifically, since we're talking about mindset in this mindset of still continuing in your career, but also still taking your time, which I'm sure you could do a gajillion other things. still taking your time to just connect with other women and, and help them. Cause that's what you're doing, right? You're, you're helping them and helping them in, in their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Because, and, and just this ties beautifully with what you were just talking about, how you, you remember where you came from. You remember the lessons that those before you showed you, even if they were not serving you anymore, they were serving you at one point. They may have been serving you at one point. They may have been serving your, um, your parents at one point because you learned it from them because they were just doing their best with Mm -hmm. what they had available. And it's the intention, you know, there's this thing in in my training. I'm also a a, a, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. And one of the things that we learned there is that whatever happens, whatever, even if it's like the crappiest thing and the crappiest mindset, there is always a positive intention behind it when it was first formed. So, you know, a lot of us are like, okay, well, it's me. I have this background of, you know, the scarcity mindset and, you know, welfare and all that stuff. Like, no, that stuff was there for a reason. And it taught you some very, very important lessons. So that that's definitely something very important to recognize. But, you know, going along with that, something that keeps me going is, and this might just be, it. I mean, this could be for anyone, but I, for me, it's like an older child uh, 
immigrant syndrome where you know, I, I genuinely want to give back to my family and mm. in my community and to show my parents that our sacrifices and coming to this country with nothing um, was worth it. And giving back to the women who can't even, you know, the women who can't even look at their bank accounts because it makes them feel so like insecure. It makes them feel almost like a failure sometimes. I, I'm here for those women because I've been there and I know how that feels. So knowing that I have the power to share my knowledge and can free so many people from these mental change because they're chained. Yeah. Holding you, just keeping you back from, you know, from, from your dream life, basically. And it's an energy. And so the more women that define these expectations that were put upon them, put upon them um, the better we're going to be in the end. Wow. I... I just love this so much. I love this mindset of like, yes, you know, I, I can totally relate to that. I was actually, I was born here, but I'm first generation. And it's like, it's amazing to me because I have three older brothers that they're significantly older than me. There's anywhere between a 23 to a 30 year gap between my three older brothers. So like, my second oldest brother, he went to college, but he went to college before I was born. So I didn't see any of that journey. I didn't see him applying to college, the finances to go to college. I didn't see any of that. So when I came to that age of deciding to go to college, of the finances to go to college, of learning the different mindsets of, of being a first generation, you know, it it was me and whatever I could translate, right? Like whatever, whatever it was. And that's, that's so relatable to say like, yeah, the thing that keeps me going is like, yes, of course I want to help the community. Yes. Of course I want to give back to, to women who were in a position I was once in, like you feel called to that, but also to say like, yeah, but I also want to make sure that I honor this sacrifice of flying here or, or however they got here and and coming into a completely different culture because it's a culture shock like I don't I don't care how you have to get it done but in my opinion if you can in any way shape or form uproot yourself and go somewhere for a week and like have to deal with the, a completely different language do little to no research like to go there I think that's so real to do because it'll really give you, even if it's a 1% of a view of what people go through when they come from one, from, from a different country, because you come here, you don't only come here now with your own culture, right? You come here with the mindset of what's going on around you. So now it's like, it's like you're taking ketchup and mayonnaise, right? And you're introducing it to fries and like you're doing it because, you know, my for those of you who are familiar with the concept. <laughs> um, but you you go to take your ketchup and your mayonnaise and you mix it with your fries and then you go, let's say you go home, you go to DR and do it. And in the campo, they're like, what are you doing? Why are you what are French fries? That's American food, you know, so it it's really so interesting to like internalize that and be like, I have to honor my parents and also like in what they gave me honor myself 
right? Like I'm honoring who they've helped me become and what I've done with what they've given me. So moving along a little bit, what's something that you would you would like for anyone getting into this field or anyone that is listening to this episode that you would want them to get out of kind of what we've been talking about um, with, when it comes to money, when it comes to finances, when it comes to the, the mindset, what's something that you would, it could be three things. It could be one thing. Like what's something that you would want someone listening to this to get out of? Mm-hmm. Well, the number one thing of course, is be very mindful of what comes up when of course, my main, my main subject is money. Being very mindful of what comes up when you think about money and when you think about the mindset around, around money and really look into it. Ask yourself those deep questions. And, <clears throat> one, and something that's just coming up for me now, actually, is there's going into the topic, uh, which is a little bit separate because, and, and this came up when, you know, coming to this country and, you know, there's a lot of, of competition it just feels like money is something that's just so scarce that's the first thing that comes up for me and a lot of people really especially recently that it's just a scarcity i just want to let you know that there is more than enough room for everybody you know yeah. i like we grew up in a time where you know competing um everyone else everyone else is in the same field that you want to go into and everybody else is taking your jobs you know but Mm-hmm. There's more than enough jobs. There's more than enough clients. There's more than enough money to go around. And even if the market is oversaturated with people doing exactly what you want to do, it's not. I, I feel like that's an illusion. And there is many ways of doing the same thing. You know, you have your own unique footprint and someone is going to resonate with exactly what you're doing and how you're doing it. So don't let the thought of competition keep you from doing exactly what you love and standing up for, for what's important for you. You know, that's so great to hear as far as I always use the example of social media, because that's like the thing that most people understand right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, let's say for example, you're doing beauty reviews on, on different, like, natural skincare products, for example. And you're like, well, like so many people are beauty bloggers. So many people are doing this already. Like the algorithm, how am I going to get into this? How am I going to, I'm not going to be able. And then like you talk yourself out of it. And, and I think it's, it's the same thing. Like, like you mentioned, like personally, I remember being in the sixth grade and I had a great sixth grade teacher. Cause I remember her and the different things she taught us. But I remember her being like, you're from Passaic, so you should start working on your resume now because you're going to submit for things and they're going to see where you're from and they're going to give you they're not going to give you a second look. Wow. And I know that her intentions were not to say we were any less. Mm -hmm. I know her intention was to say you have to work twice as hard. And while I believe some of that, I believe that that wasn't a false thing to say for someone who's 10 and 11 years old to hear you could probably be showing up to this situation and not be worthy because of where you're from is so impactful it's so real to say and then like then you get to college right like now you're in you got out of high school that's like a a thing whether whether we want to admit it or not coming from an urban area getting out of high school is like 
a big thing. And then you go to college and you're mixing with all different types of people and you're in college and now they're giving you a resume class and they're like, you have to compete for jobs. So now at this point, by the time we get out of college, we're 23, 24 years old, we think everything is a competition. So then it comes down to you're making money and now you're like, I need to make more money than that person. Because that's like you said, that's tied to that self-worth of, oh, I'm going to be worth more because I make more money. Like as I make more money, I'll be able to invest. And like some of that, you know, can be true, but it still comes back down to that sixth grade, 10 or 11 year old of being like, yeah, I have to do this because I'm not worthy. So now you're trying to penetrate in different industries and all this thing because you think that chasing that next thing is gonna give you that value and it's like no there's space for everyone exactly you, and are, are you I'm sorry are, are no, you, like, really are you chasing something that's really yours something that's that's an identity that you want to embody or are you chasing an identity of what somebody else expects you to do right or even even tying that to social media are you chasing what you think someone else is 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 achieving you know it's so easy to see again someone on instagram you know doing beauty reviews and they have all these followers it's so easy for you to think they must be making so much money and like the backstory is they only get paid like if they post 10 times a week they only get paid for two of those the other eight the only thing they get is the free product they don't get the they don't get paid from the company. The company just sends them money and say, you need to post this eight times because we sent you these free products, you know? So it's like, we need to be so aware of that, that like that mindset of like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to make it there or, you know, there's there's not enough money for every. Yes, there is. There is definitely if if it's been put into your mind to do something it means that it's something that you're called to do. It means that that's that's for you. And even if that thing turns into a door to like your life, like in my opinion, kind of us talking today, you saying that you went to college for finance. It's like, yeah, that's your career. And it's not to take away from the hard work that you put there. But that's also just opened up this other part of you that's become such a major part of you, you know? Exactly. So here's a, a, a question to kind of put out there. What's next for what you want to do? Um, do you see yourself working in finance long-term? Do you see yourself maybe stepping back and doing that part-time and still continuing to help the different parts of the, of the community and the world that you're already touching? Like, what does Cindy want to do with all this knowledge? Cause I feel like even through like the screen on zoom, I'm like, I can feel you have like so much energy of like things that I don't even know about yet. Like things that you want to share. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can explode right now, but <laughs> in the interest <laughs> of time, in the interest of time, there's, I mean, there's just so much my main thing. And this is really, especially, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we all went inside ourselves, did some deep soul searching. And what I realized is I absolutely love what I do. And, you know, the intentions why I got into the whole finance field in the first place were so that I can help people. 
in whatever area of their lives I want to help people. And I do see myself staying in my finance career um, for a while, but also focusing more and more on helping the women with their mindset, because I, I feel like that that is more important than the strategies I teach in my finance career day to day. You have to do that first. You have to work on your identity first before you can actually make the big bucks. And if not, then these strategies, you can start throwing spaghetti at the wall with all these different strategies and get overwhelmed and not accomplish anything. So that's my main focus is to, I'm still staying with my finance career, but also really focusing on helping women. I have, I'm, there's just so many things in the works right now. I, I, more to come on that, but yeah. I, I definitely want to start helping more and more, more women with courses in the future and hopefully meeting women when, you know, the situation gets a little better, meeting women in person. There's, there's just so much that I want to give to the world and, and learn and just this constant learning. You know, I'm going for, I mentioned before, I'm a neural uh, linguistic format programming practitioner. I'm going for the master program for that, which is wow. the study of the mind. I'm, I, there's, there's a lot of programs that I really want to get into just so that I can combine everything that I learned and help women even further than that. That's so, that's so amazing. Like a lot of, a lot of the reason that I got into doing this podcast is, is very similar to that is, you know, they're in the business world or even in the podcast world, it is very male dominated. It's very like, you know, I mean, I don't need to say anything further than that. And so I just thought like, I don't see anyone that looks like me or even has my experience. And so why not? You know, this came to me during the pandemic. Like I had toyed around with like, oh, I can make a YouTube channel like years ago when that was like a, even though it still is, but when that was like a thing, a starting Mm -hmm. thing. And now hearing you even further express that, like, you know, you're going for your master's, which I think is amazing because I can't even imagine going to college right now, like just going to structured. I can't even, I've been out of college like eight years this April. And I'm like, I can't, I mean, I'm sure that it's changed. So I can't even imagine like working, doing this, doing my business. And in addition to, you know, so that definitely a lot of props to you on that. And I just think it's so great that you've taken what you could have very easily been like, oh, I'm in a meaningless job and I'm just going to take the rest of my time to, you know, enjoy life. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going to work and coming home and just basically self-serving. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, obviously, those people are some of the best people, but some of us, that's not our story. Some of us, it's, yeah, I'm going to go to work and like, that's going to fund all the other dreams and goals and what I want to put into the world. And I think it's so great that you've found that and that you are not only that you've found it, but that you're, you're doing it. And, and it's not even like a a situation where like, not that you're not established. That's not what I'm saying. You are established, but you're still taking the time in your life to continue to learn so that you have more to put out. I think that's so beautiful. And if no one's ever told you that, you need to know it because, you know, I I see, you know, it's so easy to see on, on TV or even in some of the mindset books or podcasts, you hear a lot of, you know, people being frugal and saying like, don't buy coffee, you know, don't buy the Starbucks coffee because 
that's the reason that you're not a millionaire. And it's like, I don't know if that's right. You know, and I used to be one of those people. I used to be, I'm not going to mention it, but mm-hmm. I, I read this book, which was about, you know, uh, budgeting and a lot of things like that. And it was, it was a great start um, to, to budgeting and to kind of some of the strategies that I still use today. Mm-hmm. But the mindset of the, the frugality of it is kind of like, that's not realistic for the real average person. Yes, exactly. So kind of winding down a little bit, I'm, I'm going to put, you know, all the information I can about you in the show notes. I so want to share this. I so want people listening to this to look you up, to reach out to you, to just to just be connected to you. Because I think it's so cool that I've, you know, I've known you since 2011. In 10 years over 10 yeah. years not to call each other out or anything but it's been you years, still girl. look the way you did when I met you so 12 you years ago or 10 so years you. ago <laughs> <laughs> um and knowing you all this time what's one thing that because you know I can say this like what's one thing that you can take away from the person you were 10 years ago and the person that you are now that you'll be able to take with you to your future selves. Mm. And you can take a few minutes because this was a, this is a random, it came to me question. (laughs) So the person that I was 10 years ago, someone completely different, my goodness, who is she anymore? That's so great. I love that. I love being able to be like, yeah, I don't know who she is anymore. Really? And there was, oh my goodness, just looking back, I would, even if I was just to talk to her right now, like that person of myself, that version of myself and knowing, just knowing that no matter, and this is for anything, for anybody, I'm just going to say a general fact, but no matter where you come from, you can become whoever and whatever you want without shame or guilt. I used to be, him. I used to be a little... I feel guilty for saying this, but not anymore really is I used to even feel ashamed of where I came from. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel just like you. And you, I've had people tell me like, oh yeah, you're from here or you're not even from here. You can't, you can only get this far. You can only have this, you know, glass ceiling until this point. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, we are so much more powerful and really in control when, you know, there's, there's a, a Society wants to make us believe that we're a certain way, but we have such control over how we end up, really how we end up, whether you come from privilege, whether you come from scarcity, you know, we can all fall victim to a negative mindset or, or money blocks or any type of blocks, really. And it, that's not really your fault. It's not none of our faults, but you can change that. You can manifest whatever goal you want and you can really become as financially free as you want to be. I think that's the most important thing that I would like to leave you with, with, um, with the person that I was before and what I really, that's really what I teach. Wow. I think, I just think it's so amazing to, you know, you watch, you watch people on social media and you watch them from far, but again, for the millionth time this episode, like we spent a, an amount of time together at work. And then, you know, we, we had a social life together and 
I think it's so great to just even see it. Like, I, I don't even know mentally half of the things that you could have possibly come up with and changed in your life, but just to see the visual difference in you and, and how you carry yourself and, and how you speak. I think it's, I think it's so amazing. And I, and I hope the listeners of this episode can really get that, that you have the choice to change, you know, like it, it could be a situation where you're like, well, I've never worked out this much in my life. And you know, I don't know where to start and and all these other things. And I think the point, especially when it comes to money, when it comes to your mindset is to just get started. And because you, it's, it's on you, you know, however we want to face it, no matter where you came from, what your upbringing was, where you currently are, it ultimately, it, the cards are in your hands. And, you know, honestly, Cindy, with that, I want to say thank you so much for meeting with me today. I hope that we can grab coffee very soon. Things are, you know, they're opening up and they're they're doing what they do. So I do hope that we can grab coffee in the future and we can really sit down and catch up because I loved our conversation today and us like really catching up. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) For real. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, fam. You're the best. Thank you for coming. 